Welcome to this week's Selk Grassroots Podcast, the Sunday League Show, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Searching for players? Searching for clubs? Find players and clubs near you right now on MatchHark. Playing football could never be easier. Download MatchHark on Google Play or visit our website at matchhark.com. Truly a great match. MatchHark. Keep it simple. Get down to play today. The UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Welcome to Selk Grassroots, the podcast network that brings you the Sunday League Show. This is the Sunday League Show, where we'll be bringing you all the news, reviews and interviews from Westfa, the OBD SFL, Southern Sunday and the Quarter Municipal Sunday Football League. This podcast and all of our podcasts are sponsored by the Down to Play app, Match Arc, Magpie Recruitment, Skipper Sportswear, at NJPGD, Borden Sports Youth, Grassroots Football, GRF, Awards FC, and A-Rush Laser Tag. Our charity 11 team is sponsored by Player Packs, Borden Sports Stop Bullying Campaign, Black Eagle Athlete, Arithmetic Accountants, and our shirt sponsors, front of shirt sponsor, is at NJPGD. Let's get on with it. Welcome to Selk Grassroots, the podcast network that brings you the Sunday League show. This is the Sunday League show, the final Sunday League show of 22-23. Some say we've saved the best till last. The man himself will say we've saved the best till last. This is the Westfar review for season 22-23 with Mr. Westfar, Mr. Gibbs. Gibbs, how you doing? Yes, player. A busy week. I'm sorry. Thank you for uh, waiting out for me, but um, all good. And I'm, I'm hoping we've saved the best till last. I'm sure we have. Uh, a great season on Westfar. All of the uh, competitions have now finished. Uh, cups and, and all that stuff have been completed. Uh, league campaigns completed. But let's have a look in this first section um, with all the results from the last week uh, where titles were decided. Uh, one for the man I'm going to speak to in a minute. But also in the second section, we'll review the tables. We'll review the goal, the top 10 goal scorers for the whole of Westfar. Uh, and then we will talk about our team um, of the season, which seems to get a lot of attention from Westfar teams, Gibbs. It's a coveted coveted title for uh, the boys in Westfar. Mate, we love we, the Westfar love uh, the Silk podcast and... Uh... We appreciate everyone listening and um, everyone's input and opinions, and uh, it make it makes for uh, great reading and a good listen. Hopefully, well, it doesn't make for good reading, does it? Well, on Twitter it does. <laughs> on Twitter uh, it does. When you put it out, it always sparks opinion. Two and a half thousand listens so far this week. That's before this Westford podcast has gone out, so we know that everyone is listening intently uh, to try and grab. Um, a place on uh, Gibbs's end of season special poll. Uh, it's not Gibbs's one. We we collaborated on the teams of the season, but we'll get there at the end. Let's have a look at all of the results from last week. Um, and there were a few. Um, in the Belvedere, getting a walkover against Rising Talents on uh, Thursday, uh, one step closer 
to uh, clawing back that uh, lead at, uh, for Crayford Arrows. It looked unassailable at times. Um, they did play it over in a double banker, uh, and we'll talk about that shortly. In the Prem, though, Jam Gibbs winning 4-1 against Borden Sports A. Um, I received a lovely picture, actually, from Billy uh, of him with uh, with Phil. They obviously celebrated after the game uh, with drinks. Uh, and I must say, no one deserves to win uh, the Westford uh, Prem title more uh, than Phil. He's been there week in, week out, year in, year out, season in, season out. Weather, rain, snow, sleet, sun, all of it. You've got to say he absolutely deserves it. Congratulations to Jam. They finally done it, Gibbs. Against the Ox yeah. this season as well, I want to say. Definitely. Congratulations to uh, Jam and congratulations to Phil. And Phil deserves it. He, he does. He puts a lot of work into Jam. And sometimes we, we don't get uh, the recognition we deserve, but he, he definitely deserves it. And he's been in West Ferry. He's had ups, he's had downs. Um, and people probably not very fancy them to win that league, and it's probably strong, very strong this year. And it was, it was a, it was an open league with the new teams in there. And you had um, the Velvets, the Metrogas, the Baldens. Um, obviously, uh, there was a lot of good teams Other in there teams this year. Well, yeah. So for um for Phil for Phil and Jam to come out on top, it's uh, it's uh, it deserves a lot of credit, and um, and it'll be interesting to see how it unfolds now for them next season as well, because obviously now they're they've got a title to defend, so. Um, full credit goes to um, to Jam and Phil. Absolutely, I must say, I, I you know we'll find out in the second section who our predictions were. I backed Jam to win uh, the league at at uh, Christmas or whenever it was when we could when we swapped um, guesses or when we had the opportunity to swap. I went for Jam, um, and one thing you can't say this season um, that you could say in previous years, Jam have been pretty consistent this season in the Prem Division. Um, getting results against the big teams around them as well. So the teams at the top of the Prem uh, or expected to be at the top of the Prem are the, are the teams that Jam got their wins against. And that is how you win titles, you have to say. Yeah, they've been very consistent and um, they've beat the top teams. Um, and there's not much you, can, you, you can't say that Jam haven't done this season, to be fair. They've had a good go in all cups. They've beat teams around them. They've had some great results and... Predominantly, they've been the, they've probably been the best and most consistent team in that league. Absolutely. Well done to Phil. Uh, we can't uh, over-celebrate someone else's wins, but when it's someone uh, like that who lives uh, and breathes his club and the league, don't forget, Phil is a Westford man through and through. Um, you can't begrudge uh, celebrating. So well done to Phil uh, on his first, uh, he'll hope not, not last, uh, Prem Division title. Well done, Phil. Um, and uh, all the lads down at Jam. It's been a real good season. Now you have to build because now you've won it. You've got to retain it. And that's the hard bit, I'm led to believe. Uh, in Happy Bellies, Caff and Grill, senior division. We'll do the other results first. Blackfen and Erif beaten 5-3 by Northern Eagles. But a solid season in the end for both teams. Uh, Blackfen with that uh, terrible start um, really uh, improved over the season. They'll hope to keep improving. They won't want another tough year like that, Gibbs. They wouldn't. I guess they'll take a mid-table finish all day long. Yeah, I mean, both teams have had ups and downs this season. I mean, they both took um, their fair share of defeats. But Black Fenton and Irith had a good, a good second half to the season. And Northern Eagles are always capable of pulling a result out of the bag yeah. if they get their team out. So probably a fair result and probably a game that they both probably enjoyed with no pressure on to come into the season. 
Absolutely. And probably celebrating in the bar afterwards in that nice bar down there, uh, as most teams like to do. Elton Rovers beaten 9-1. Results have been few and far between for Push Athletic this season, but they saw off Elton Rovers 9-1 um, last game of the season. Vibe maybe for Elton Rovers, but that's a tonking. Uh, and maybe a nice nice way for Push Push to end their season, which has been pretty tough. Yeah, I think since um, the cup final, Elton Rovers have kind of took their foot off the gas, maybe. Their cup final was their cup final, should we say. And yeah. um, they don't seem to have uh, taken that form to uh, into back into the league after. But a good way for Push to um, finish the season, because they've took a few heavy defeats this season. And their form's been very um, up and down. But probably no one would have probably seen that coming. And Elton Rovers would have been fancied all day long. But uh, cup winners this season, Elton Rovers, they can... Um, they can um, push on from that. And uh, they've, had, they've had a good season. Agreed. Well done to push. Uh, and yeah, Elton Rovers season, not really defined by their their, their league um, progress, but by the cup win. So well done to all the boys there. The big game uh, in the senior division was the top two. Now going into this fixture, uh, Inter Belvedere needed to, not, uh, needed to not lose the first game and then get something, a win in the second game. Uh, so they needed essentially four points from uh, their two games on Sunday. Uh, well, let's just say they got them. Uh, congratulations, Inter Belvedere. Um, I ref this game, so I've got a bit of um, a match report to give. In the first game, uh, that ended 2-1 to Inter Belvedere for me. Crayford Arrows, just a finisher away from actually winning that game. Uh, they went 1-0 up. Uh, George Howard on uh, on the edge of the D uh, with, the, with the freedom of Crayford and he slotted home in the first half uh, in the Belvedere able to bring on uh, their top man Ryan Singh in the second half and he found some space uh, in, in the box and scored one uh, and he scored two he ended up scoring two uh, in that game and in the Belvedere won the, won the first tie 2-1 as I say for me if Crayford could finish their dinner um, they'd probably uh, be celebrating a, 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 a senior division win as we speak all they needed was one win um, and it was theirs. Um, but nonetheless, there was a second game to play for. Much more scrappy affair, the second game, obviously, um, into Belvedere with one hand on the cup and Crayford Arrows with one hand on it as well, going into the second game. A um, lot more scrappy, few more cards in this one. Uh, and it was a bit more of a long ball uh, type of game. Uh, and the scrappiness shows really 1 0 uh, to Inter Belvedere. Uh, they got the goal uh, in the second game, and really it was Crayford. Um, desperately trying to, to to pump the ball forward uh, and get that goal. It didn't happen uh, in the Belvedere, getting six points on the day. Um, over the course of the season, obviously the table doesn't lie. In the Belvedere have deserved it. They are the champions of the senior division. They stepped up from a lower division once the um, constitution was written. They took the challenge on um, and they have won the senior division. Well done. Uh, to Lewis and all and, and all the lads down at Inter Belvedere. But Gibbs, I must say, missed chances in the first game for Crayford Arrows will be the story uh, of that one for me. Uh, as I say, completely, um, they deserved it in the Belvedere, but Crayford will be looking at themselves and saying, come on, boys, we need to get our shooting boots on because they should have won it. I think both teams here can um, deserve massive praise. Crayford Arrows for literally being the team to beat in the division all season. And they was unbeaten to that final game or uh, final games, should we say, against Inter. Yeah. But as you stated already, Inter stepped up um, 
And to step up from Div 1, it's, it's not like stepping up from one of the lower divisions. They've stepped up and to, and, and won the senior division, which is, um, it's not it's not easy. They had a lot of games. They had a um, fixture to pile up because they did so well in the Cups as well. So they've been playing midweeks. One Sunday, they even played two league games against two different teams. Mm. So they deserve a massive amount of credit for um, for getting it over the line. Um and Crayford probably will feel our done by leading all the way in their last game of the season. But again, massive season for them. Um, and they showed that, they could, they're, that they're a top team as well. So I think for it to go right down to the wire, it's a double header is probably not ideal last game of the season. But on a whole, mate, I think that both deserve massive credit and um, a great season for them. And I think they're a credit to us of both teams. It was a great day. It was a good day. Obviously, there were cards. Obviously, there was tension. Obviously, there was moaning, all that stuff. So much was at stake. Uh, neither team took the piss for me. Uh, it was nice to have uh, Martin and Alison uh, on the refs team with me uh, on Sunday. We needed that. We needed that um, experience and level head on the side. Um, but yeah, uh, both teams are credit, as you say, uh, and both will be will both will be able to equip themselves um, suitably in the Prem Division next year. Two good teams uh, to be added. Uh, into at that level next season will we'll only enhance uh, the Prem Division and prove the strength in depth in Westford that is coming through the divisions uh, and will eventually end up in the Prem. Congratulations to Inter Belvedere, uh, Senior Division Champions for 22-23. Uh, in the King of Arts Media Productions Division 1, the, the sixth best division, Barnhurst uh, end their season with a win, a 5-3 win against Kingsford. Uh, Kingsford Cup, Kingsford's Cup final and end of season really was uh, the other week against the Peckham Rye boys. Uh, nothing could happen for them in, in the league. Um, so don't know what's happened there, but Barnhurst winning uh, and back to winning ways in a good end of the season for Barnhurst. Um, hopefully we'll see the Barnhurst boys again. I'm sure we'll see uh, the Kingsford boys next season as well. But Crockenhill, we'll do the table reviews later, but Crockenhill taking the Division 1 title this year. What a brilliant division Div, uh, Div 1 has been, Gibbs. It's a massive, it was a massive division and both all teams in that division took points off each other at some stage throughout the season. Crockenhill, just obviously, you mentioned they're probably being the most consistent, but Barnurst, Kingsford, Abbey Mead, Burridge, they all they all had great seasons and um, some fantastic results. Hartford as well. I think there was like some five fives. There was obviously some heavy defeats as well for teams and uh, it just shows you the competitiveness of that division. So, um, I, I said to you last week, I think Kingsford will be a, a real team in the future. I think that they're a young team. If they stay together, I think two or three seasons' time, they'll be in the Prem. They'll probably be one of the teams to beat, to be fair, that you look at as um, as, as potentially being in more cup finals and not. Barnhurst, um, again, on their day, once they get their team out there, they got that, that age, that experience. Um, I'm sure it was a great game, to be fair. But you, like you always say, both teams to score, Barnas to win. Um, they're always going to be involved in high-scoring games. So I think both teams can um, can go again next season. And uh, I'm sure, as I say, we'll see Kingsford pro- probably pushing on. They'll be pushing on against uh, a Peckham Rye team who uh, won 3-0 against Adas Athletic Gibbs. Uh, 3-0 against Adas is no mean feet at all. They're a tough, tough team. I've seen that with my own eyes recently. Uh, a real good side. So you've kept a clean sheet. You've beaten 3-0. Uh, they passed the pad. Uh, it's a whitewash. 
Uh, you've whitewashed Division 2. You've won the division. Gibbs, how are you feeling, mate? League and Cup. Double winners. Uh, back and ride this season. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's another good season for us. Um, league and Cup double. Um, it's, it's no easy. Um, with the quality of teams, it wasn't easy. And Bexley Hawks pushed us all the way. Um, on that game on Sunday, I, 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 I can't do Adas and Injustice. It wasn't probably their best eleven that we faced. Um, they was missing a few from the, the the previous games that we've played them. So I won't sit here and say, yeah, we ran over their best team because we, we we didn't. And to be in all honesty, we could have had the game sewn up by half time. It could have been four or five by half time if if our finishing was better ourselves. But it was two uh two nil, and we got um a third in the second half. Um, the Bexley Hawks lads were down there and Pete actually come round um, like 10 minutes before the end and he, they, they was leaving but he shook around and said congratulations and it just shows what like, a class outfit Bexley Hawks are as well. Um, but they're, they're another good team as well and we've had some good battles with them and it went right down to the last, I know we could have sewn it up with three games to go but Sometimes when you can win the league, nobody wants you to win the league against them. So they the 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 best their better team comes out, and it's understandable. Um, but yeah, we managed to turn it on and get it over the line against Adas, and um, again we won the league by two points. But it was a massive season for us. But full credit to Adas and Bexley Hawks and all the other teams in the league, Foots Cray, Duchess of Kent, because uh, it was a very competitive division this year was a good division. We'll talk about the table in a minute because this, because Footscray Lions for me had a brilliant year, finishing third in the end in Division 2. They won 2-1 against Duchess of Kent. Uh, a good result for the Footscray Lions boys, bouncing back from defeat uh, against the Silk Eleven uh, charity team uh, in the <laughs> in the week. Uh, back to an easier uh, Westford games for, uh, for Footscray Lions and they get a win. Uh, Duchess of Kent perhaps suggesting uh, on their social media that that may be it for them. Uh, but we hope to see the Dutchess of Kent boys again. They're, they're a good bunch, but celebrations uh, in Footscray Lions. Third place finish for them in that division, for me, an excellent finish for Footscray. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you think you think they've finished above Adidas. Um, so that it just shows you the quality that Footscray have and, um, and the team and the players they have. Because like you said, Adidas are no, no easy team or no pushover. And ninety percent of the time, they're 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 reliable with their players. So for mm. Footscray to finish above them, it's a massive season for Footscray. Um, I don't know if Footscray had some availability issues this season, um, so that might have just held them up a little bit um, in games that they might have been able to turn around into three points and been pushing on. But but I think the top four in that division. I mean, even Junior Reds, if they'd have had the team out from the start, and had, uh, they would have been up there challenging. They're, they're a real good side, Junior Reds as well. So I think that's the top five in that division was um it was uh it was real competitive games. It was it was a great league actually. Uh and yeah, Junior Reds they win seven four against Advent Mighty Royals. What's something the champions of Division Two couldn't manage uh, a week or so ago uh, to beat Advent Mighty Royals. Junior Reds will hope to keep this squad together, Gibbs, because you gotta say next season if they are to be uh, in Division Two. Uh, Junior Reds would be a great shot for uh, promotion or titles in, in Division 2. They've had a great season. 100%. If they all stay together, the forward power they've got and um, the midfielders they've got, um, they've they've got goals in them. and They could be a threat in Ben and Daniel and Simon. They're, they're, they're all real, real top players that could cause problems for any team. So if they all stay together, they will be... Uh, I, wouldn't back, I wouldn't back against them not to be challenging next season. Absolutely. Great season for Junior Reds. Well done, boys. 7-4. 
against the stubborn Advent Mighty Royals, who have got a couple of good results this season and have proven tough to beat. So to get seven against them, even on the last day of the season, that's a hell of a result. Well done, lads. Uh, Dance and Albion getting a home walkover against the now-folded Thamesmead Town. Uh, and the last game in the Selk Grassroots Podcast Network Division 6, the best division. The fifth best division. Hopefully the best division next season as well. Um, but for this season, definitely the best division. Uh, the Bosco getting a 4-2 win uh, against Royal Oak, who maybe have been were playing silly buggers with their um, positions on Sunday. I don't know what they did, but the Bosco were 3-0 up uh, at halftime. Uh, so Royal Oak coming out and maybe a better show of themselves in the second half. Um, but a nice way for the, of the season to end for the Bosco. It's been a tough year for them. Uh, so to beat champions of the Mike Strong Cup and uh, the Silk Grassroots Podcast Network Division 6, it's a nice way for the Bosco to end the season. Yeah, I mean, it take nothing away from Bosco. They've uh, they've beat Royal Oak and and Greenwich Battlecruisers in the last few weeks, haven't they? Because they beat Battlecruisers 4-3 the other week. Yeah. So they've beat the top two in that division. So uh, although Royal Oak might have took their foot off the gas, I don't think we should take anything away from Bosco no. because when they, it shows when they get their players out, they can pull results out of the bag. So it could just be a consistency issue of uh, of them getting reliability. But, but it's been a great season for Royal Oak. I mean, uh, won a cup, lost in the other cup final 1-0, um, won the league as well pretty, pretty convincingly. I know Battlecruisers pushed them hard, but it was pretty comfortable for Royal Oak in the end. And again, an- another solid team has progressed from, from last season, from where they were. So Royal Oak, full credit to them. Um, Bosco, like you say, finishing season strong. Can they just carry on that form and take that into next season? They'll want to, that's for sure. But well done to Royal Oak. Uh, their season defined by the cup and league win. Uh, it wasn't uh, uh, It wasn't like they were chasing uh, an invincible season on Sunday. So they've probably um, mixed things up a bit and had, and had a laugh. And, you know, Bosco, no need to, to um, respect that. They've gone out and done a professional job. Well done, Bosco. Uh, a 4-2 win against Royal Oak. Gibbs, that is the end of the results. I'll see you on the other side for our table review. Goal scorers of you on the other side, player. <laughs> and our team of the season. See you on the other side. See you on the other side. So the very last section of the podcast for the 22-23 season, we are back with Gibbs and the Westford table review. Uh, starting from the Prem Division and working our way through to the best division in Westford, the Silk Grassroots Network, Podcast Network Division 6, so straight into the Supreme Trophies and engrave, engraving Prem Division. Uh, and as we said before, the winners were Jam, 27 points from 12 games, just one defeat in the top division, Gibbs. That's clinical. Um, the closest to them was Red Velvet, six points behind with only one game left to play. Doesn't that that game's irrelevant? Sadly, that sadly that some of these games in this division didn't get to finish Gibbs. Um, and I guess we'll never know what the actual um end table would have looked like. But the weather really hampering this division more than than any any other division in Westwood Gibbs. Yeah, and I think teams going far in cup competitions as well, county cups and um and a lot of cups in Westford. So again, with the weather, as you said already, it was it was hard to get uh, a lot of games on. But but what you can yeah. say is that none of the games not being played hasn't meant that Jam wouldn't have won the league. They have been consistent. 
all the other teams have lost two, fives, threes, sevens. It's jams to win, and they've deserved it all all day long. Uh, not not yeah. nice nice people sometimes don't get the rewards they deserve, but Phil definitely deserves to be lifting the Prem Division title this season. Hundred percent. I mean, and when you've got um, like a striker like Richard up front, I'm looking now. He scored 26 goals in 23 games this season. Um, that that deserves um, to be a league winner on his own. I mean, Miles Dominique as well. He's got 18 and 20. Um, so they're they're probably Jam's two best players. If we yeah. if we're being totally honest, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've performed for Jam, and we've always said that Richard is a is a handful for any team. He's big, he's strong, he's he's powerful, and obviously those 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 stats don't don't lie. You know, when you when you're scoring 26 goals in 23 games, it's a it's a it's a good return. And what you can say about Jam is the players are all reliable. They all show up for film. When you've got reliability and consistency. That goes that goes a massive way as well, and you've got a, a good team spirit. So, full credit to Jam losing one all season, and um, yeah, and, and, and winning the prem. Well done, boys. Definitely not the favourites for me going into the season. So, um, Jam doing that against the odds. I think you've got to look at teams like Red Velvet finishing second with twenty-one points from eleven games. Uh, Meridian, uh, Metrogas, Baltarks, Bolden Sports. I mean. Bolden Sports A, bottom of the pile, just showing how strong um, the season uh, was in the Prem. Uh, lots of games not played by Bolden Sports A, but obviously their cut runs have hampered that. Uh, but you're looking at the likes of Red Velvet, uh, Metrogas, obviously amongst other clubs in the Prem division, probably going into the season ahead of Jam in terms of being favourites for the title, um, especially Baltark. Baltark's probably, for me, uh, the underachievers in the Prem division this definitely season. Definitely not talking a team. They didn't talk the thing, did they, this season? They definitely didn't. But Red Velvet, a massive season, though, coming up from last season from the senior, or, or Div 1. And they've, they've given it a real good go. Um, obviously, cup finalists winning the cup as well. Yep. Um, won six out of their 11 games, um, 21 points. Massive, massive season for them. Um, Balden, three, again, three cup finals. Um, all right, it didn't go their way, but three cup finals, a, a, a semi-final in the PTC as well. It's um they 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 that's a massive season for them as well. Metrogas probably underwhelmed this season with the team and the players they have. Mm. Um, and Meridian, you could say they've had a good season as well. I think every team in that division has a has probably had maybe as as we say, Bulltarks and Metrogas un, underwhelmed a little bit. You'd expect a lot more from them, and that's not a criticism. It's just the standards that they've set that you 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 expect more from them. So yeah. I think that's a it's a real tough competitive division, and but I think they can all in their own way they can they can all hold their heads up and take a lot of positives from the season. Of course, uh, not to forget, uh, some teams haven't um, haven't have asked not to be included in the podcast, so uh, we'll move on straight away uh, from that one. In the senior division, winners of the senior division and into Belvedere by five points in the end. Don't forget that double banker uh, on Sunday. Um, needed they needed the, the four points from that they got them they got six points from the day so they end up winning the title by five points over Crayford Arrows whose only two defeats of the season were those double bankers what a great season for Crayford Arrows any other year uh, and they're picking up the title themselves this season into Belvedere winning it with 47 points from 18 just one defeat in the league this whole season uh, Crayford Arrows second with 42 points 
from 18. I think it's fair to say, Gibbs, it was a two-horse race, this one, from very early doors. Um, and yeah, any other year. Uh, and Crayford Arrows are probably saying thank you very much uh, to a Prem Division title with that with that record over the season. Yeah, I mean, Inter Belvedere lost one, drawn two, uh, one fifteen of eighteen. That's that's league winning form on its own. Um, and then when you, obviously the the goals, Ryan Singh thirty one in twenty four, uh, Liam Williams twenty seven goals in twenty nine. They're great returns for senior division. Um, Sam uh, Cassell nine in twenty nine. So they've, they've they've been consistent. They've been reliable. They've had a, a good team spirit and. Um, Drawing two and losing one in a competitive senior division is is, is it deserves the win, doesn't it? But Crayford Arrows just losing two on the um, on the final day of the season, both goal difference, both thirty eight and thirty four, far superior than um, anyone else in that league, and that that is a tough competitive division. So you've got Irith and Belvedere, Northern Eagles, Elton Lions, Elton Rovers, Forza, Greenwich, Blackfen and Irith push. They're all all tough games and none of them are walkovers that you think they don't deserve to be in that division so they both deserve an immense amount of credit to be fair absolutely Uh, Metrogas won uh, senior division last season uh, with 39 points in a 14 game season Uh, just showing the levels that Crayford Arrows actually hit this year astounding really a good season yeah as Gibbs said here from Belvedere the best of the rest uh, with 29 points in their 18 games that was 13 points off of runners up uh, quite some way back. Rising Talents had a good season, fourth place for them. Uh, Northern Eagles, fifth. Eltham Lions, sixth. They salvaged their season. Well done, boys. That ended up being uh, a mid-table finish for them. They were looking down and out for long periods of the season. Eltham Rovers, with their cup win, uh, will be the highlight, but they finish in seventh. Well done for getting all your games played, lads. Uh, El- uh, Blackfed and Erith finish in eighth, fours and ninth, and push uh, in tenth, but they were only one point off uh, with that win on the last of the last day of the season, they were only one point away uh, from clawing uh, Forza down into the the basement of the table, but they didn't manage it. Um, a good season uh, in the senior division, all the games getting played. That's what we like to see uh, in Division One, the King of Arts Media Production Division One. Um, this was a fantastic division, and when you're looking what at the, division, you're looking at twelve points separating sixth and first, just showing you how tight. Division is an eight-team um, division. Crockin Hill take the win, thirty-six points from sixteen games. Two losses for Dave's lads in the year uh, in a competitive, competitive division one. Consistency personified uh, down at Swanley at Crockin Hill um, this season. Thirty-six from sixteen, excellent turnaround. Well done, lads. Uh, they needed the points because uh, Burridge Blues were the biggest scorers in the league. Uh, 33 points, 16 in 16 games, uh, 26 goal difference for Burridge Blues. So unlucky to miss out uh, just those results against Crockenil. I think they lost to Crockenil uh, towards the end of the season and that was just enough uh, for Dave uh, and the boys to uh, get the win. Uh, a three-all draw against Crockenil. Oh, and a... Oh, see, they didn't lose against Crockenil. I'm talking absolute rubbish. Um, a loss to Kingsford looks looking like at the end of the season was the one that um, yeah. upset the Burridge boys. But they've had a brilliant season, did really well in Cups. They've had a great Special year. mention to them for uh, Patrick Brennan, 23 goals in 15. Uh, Jack Clark, 18 goals in 19. Uh, Terry Stark, 10 in 18. So they, they, had a, they had a lot of goals going from this this uh, this season, Burridge. That's a lot of a, a lot of attacking threat there. Um, Crockenil, 
uh, probably the most consistent team over the course of the season. Uh, Toby at Decina, uh, 14 and yep. in, in 16, and uh, Reese Cullen, 12 and 23. They were probably the standout performers. Jack Sperling, um, nine in twenty. So when you've got consistent goals in your team, you're always you're always going to be challenging. But that is one tough division. Very tough. I mean, Burridge knocking sixty six goals in in sixteen games, but conceding forty. Uh, that was the that was probably the bit that that lost them the title. Just that those conceded goals um, is tough and the highest in the top three. Uh, Abbey Mead finishing third in a really good season for them at this level. 28 points from 16 games, five points away from uh, Burridge Blues. Barnhurst finished fourth, uh, a bit of a, uh, a reset season for Barnhurst and they've acquitted themselves well uh, with 28 points in 16 games. Just goal difference stopping them from finishing in third place. One goal uh, between it, look, between the yeah. Abbey Mead and Barnhurst. Yeah, good season for Barnhurst. A bit of a wobble uh, for the last couple of months, maybe um, stopping them from getting a, a runners-up spot in Division 1, but still a good year. Hartford fell off uh, badly, but again, a good season for them, jumping from Division 4 into Division 1. Last season's Division 4 into Division 1 this season. Uh, Hartford should hold their head high. They're a good club. Uh, you don't hear anyone moaning about Hartford at all. Um, 26 points in 16 games for them. Kingsford finished sixth. Probably disappointing end to the season, uh, divisional-wise for them, but they got to... Uh, some they got to a cup final, at least one cup final. Gibbs Kingsford got to, um, but it's been a good year for them. Uh, they'll look to go again next year. Woolwich Royals, uh, speaking to Steve uh, at the Selk Eleven charity game, and just the players. He said just stopped turning up um, when when the chips were down. He was disappointed with some of the players. Uh, they get eleven points uh, from their sixteen games. Never out of it. Um, Woolwich Royals never spanked in any of their games, uh, and Steve said that that they just couldn't get the results and the players stopped turning up towards the end. Um, and that's why they've struggled. Kingfisher, uh, a, valent effort, a valent effort from Kingfisher this season. Uh, very nearly folded, don't forget, but saw the season out. Uh, and you've got to give them credit for that, Gibbs, because it's so easy sometimes just to say, see you later. But the gaffer's obviously got a bit about him and has decided to try and get the job done. And he has. Yeah, fair play to him, to be fair, because it was looking rough for them at, a, at one stage. It was a bit bleak. Um, but they they powered through, um, and they carried on, and that, that shows a lot of grit and determination, and uh, a lot of the players uh, respect Steve for what he done there, and that just showed because that they they carried on showing up for him, you know, um, even though they didn't have the best of of season. So um, teams like Kingfisher, we will talk about the top teams and give them praise, but teams like Kingfisher deserve a lot of praise as well. I agree, I agree. He's turned up week in week out, um, probably anticipating defeat. Uh, but has done it anyway. And yeah, that, I mean, we talk about grassroots spirit and we talk about um, integrity and all that stuff and Kingfisher can hold their heads higher. That's exactly what they've done. And they've 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 done what they said they were going to do and they, they've fulfilled their fixtures in, in Westford this season. And you can only give them credit for that. Well done, lads. Uh, a tough season finish. Congratulations, Crockenhill, on winning um, Division 1, the King of Arts Media Productions Division 1. The sixth best division in the Eltham Escapes Room Division Two. <laughs> Let's start from the bottom and work our way up. Tenth place in Division Two. Advent Mighty Royals, twelve points from eighteen. Next were Falcon Wood. Uh, they were fourth. They had fourteen from eighteen games. A terrible, terrible end to the season. Uh, and the Falcon Wood boys won't mind me asking that. We were uh, saying that. I hope. I hope that they go again next season. 
Uh, we know what good guys run the club. Uh, it's always nice to see Falconwood involved uh, with Westfer. Um, Borden Sports finished 8th with 15 from 18 games. Martin and Park Rangers in 7th place. That's more like it, lads. A bit more respectable. Uh, fo- their football deserves a little bit more than that. But 16 in 18 was Martin and Park's finish. Uh, 24 in 18 was Duchess of Kent. Um, they've had a tough season this year uh, with, some, with some pretty hard um, opponents above them. Junior Reds finished 5th with 29 points. Adidas finished 4th with 30 points, slightly underachieved or didn't quite hit the heights we expected of them, Adas, but it is a very good division, this one. Footscray Lions, probably the overachievers uh, for me in the division. Third place uh, with 32 points. Um, Second in the league, Bexley Hawks led all of the way, just pipped at the end by champions, Peckham Rye. Uh, By two points, Peckham Rye win the league. 42 points for them, 40 over... Bexley Hawks, two defeats for the season, Gibbs. Um, not the best goal difference. That belongs to Bexley Hawks. But the job is done on points. Peckham Rye is Eltham Escape Rooms Division 2. It's been a great season. Absolutely great season. What, 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 what's your sort of comment as you reflect on that league table? What did um, you get? What did you get right and what did you get wrong? Um, consistency, really, of players. Um, we've got a very good core of players that are there week in, week out. Um, we've got goals in our team. We've got people that can defend. I think we've got a good balance in our team. Um, and you'll find that with Bexley Hawks as well. They've got a real good balance in their team um, of, of, of reliable players. And I think that's, that is the key. The key is consistency. Uh, don't get me wrong. We've had we had very real tough games against the teams uh, of, I'd say from the bottom four Mottingham Park I'd, I've always said they don't deserve to be where they are the football they play yeah, Baldham yeah. was the first team to beat us in a in a season and a half Falconwood we beat 4-3 and 4-3 we had real tough games against them and Advent Mighty Rules obviously we beat 3-2 and they beat us uh, 3-2 so both all those games there, really. That's just a camp we beat 3-1. Junior Reds gave us a tough game. Uh, Adas, we beat twice comfortably 3-0 and 4-1. Footscray, we beat 5-2 and drew one all. Bexley Hawks, 3-0 and we beat them 5-2. So, we've had we've had real competitive games this year and it's been a, t- it's been a tough season. And obviously, we had three games to see it over the line. And uh, drawing one to Footscray, losing to AMR. So a lot was riding on the Adas game, last game of the season. But Bexley Hawks took it all the way. And they've had a great season as well. Runners up, obviously won a cup final. Footscray, um, massive season for them. Finishing third as well. Um, that That's a, a real good finish for them. Adas just kind of slipped away. I'm not sure what happened there. Junior Reds came on really strong. They've only had the same team all season. Um, who knows where they could have, what they could have finished with. Um, Duchess of Kent, I don't think, never really kind of got going, if I'm honest. Tough start for them, wasn't it? I seem to remember. Yeah. And they didn't really recover from playing uh, the best teams in the division for their first few games. And it just seemed they started to get some results, but they never really was able to put uh, a long string of, of results together. And it was a tough year for the, for the uh, Duchess of Kent lads. Yeah, I mean... It was to be fair. I mean, but I mean, consistency. I mean, Tony's got he has got twenty. A bit different from what full time says. Uh, Bexley Hawks. I think uh, Chris Morales for Bexley Hawks. 
He's he's up there. I think he's on twelve or thirteen goals. You've got you obviously got Matt Matt Nucky for Footscray. So the the teams up there have got have all got um like Matt Nucky's got fourteen and nineteen. Uh Bexley Hawks, um Chris Morales has got fifteen in twenty one. Alex Miles eleven in twenty six. So I mean uh Quilts and, and Quincy for us both hitting double figures, I think around the seventeen and fifteen mark. So it's 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 been a, a real tough season, a real competitive a real competitive division. Um I'm just looking here at Adas. I think they're their top scorer, eleven eleven goals and Peter got ten. So I, I think uh Dan Edwards for um for Junior Reds actually finished top goal scorer um in the division. So and that was for he he got twenty one and twenty six. Uh, ben Mallon got 15 and 17 and Simon got 15 and 22 so they had some massive firepower for them do you know what I mean so it, it was a it was a real tough division yeah 58 goals for the season for uh, Junior Reds made them the top goal scorers in the whole division they yeah finished fifth. yeah so it's um if they could get that balance right of, of reliability and that and, and that they're a real good side it's going to be uh, a tough uh, Division 1 for uh, the Peckham Rye boys. You expect the likes of Hartford and Barnhurst to be around still uh, and everyone else to potentially go up to the senior. You've got to think of the likes of Push and Fours are coming down to Division 1, Gibbs. It doesn't get any easier. Um, we'll talk over the summer, obviously, and we'll have our preview show to see what Peckham Rye get up to over the summer and who they bring in. Uh, but it's exciting times. And... I'm not bringing in no one. I don't know anyone. <laughs> uh, we've had some silly comments made by uh, Elliot, uh, Chris Elliot about the constitution this summer I didn't understand a word of his rambling I'll, I'll, I'll be honest for all good work Chris does that comment was ridiculous because every division was competitive most of them went down to the last day and um, teams in that division that might have finished near the bottom it's not because they're not good enough for that division it might be a player reliability thing it could be every team every league was was competitive with majority of teams, so uh, someone's got to finish bottom as well. Exactly, and he knows what work goes in behind the scenes as well. He's been around long enough, and I think probably if he reflects back on that, he realised that that was a bit of a maybe a a head loss moment. To be fair, maybe a few too many rums. Yeah, he's maybe he's been drinking his own fucking piss water, but maybe uh, Elliot out. <laughs> Elliot maybe out. Maybe that needs to resurface again. Yeah, Elliot out of Twitter. Yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah that, was a a strange, that was a strange one, Chris. I know you listen. Um, but yeah, most of, there was three divisions decided on Sunday alone uh, out of our, how many leagues are there? Eight? Three yeah, of them. Yeah. A third of them were decided Sunday. Yeah, exactly. So, and you look at every division, no one has run away with any division at all. No. Uh, getting, so, back, getting back to the divisions. In the Mark Dolby Foundation Division 3, Top of the pile, New Park. We can talk them up now. The season's done. They won't mind us bigging them up now. 41 points from their 18 games in a very, very tight division. Uh, they win it over Avery Hill Athletic. One point, the margin for New Park. But they were uh, a very good side. They've actually seen off some higher teams in cup competitions. Gibbs, you know all about that. Um, you, you're you not surprised. We're not surprised to see them win Division 3. I'm not it's surprised. been a good year. From the, the moment we played them, I said to you, I said they're a real good side. Yeah, you and did. Uh, they play with a lot of intensity. 
a lot of uh, physicality and they have a good a good crowd watching them and um it it they they are they do play for each other and uh, the the winger they had the forward they had they've they've got some some real good players um Avery will take nothing away from them they took New Park all the way uh won a cup as well so a fantastic season for them SC Niners have progressed again this season finishing third uh 36 points that's good for them Old Four Trojans winning winning a cup as well um finishing fourth I think Again, another stacked division full of um, full of good teams that can all beat each other. So, I, I, I think um, another spot on division, if I'm honest, from West Far and New Park. Again, it'd be interesting to see now when they go up um, how they how they how they fare along with Avery Hill, how they'll get on in um, in the next division. Yeah, agreed. I, New Park win it with 41. Avery Hill second on 40. SE Niners with a good season. Uh, in 36 points from their 18 games. Old Fortronians fourth with a cup win, uh, 30 points from 18 games. And fourth place finish in the division. Maybe that's something they'll be looking at. They've become some, somewhat of the uh, cup specialist. Old Fortronians, maybe the gaffer, fancies a roll of the dice in the league as well. Uh, Southeast Athletic Maroon probably uh, underachieving based on, on what we've seen early doors in the season for them. Uh, 29 from 18 points for South, uh, Southeast Athletic Maroon. Uh, making that very much a top five. Spring Hill fell off badly. They did look like promotion candidates early doors, but sixth place finish for them with 23 points. Uh, Tudor Sports Rangers gave themselves too much to do, really, uh, with 21 points from their 18 games. They finished in seventh. Um, Fleet Down United, Fleetwood Mac, uh, finished with 13 points from 13 games. Uh, 18 games, sorry, a good finish for them in the end. Bexley, Bexley Heath, uh, with 12 points from 18 games. Maybe we're not expecting to see them um, in Westford next season. Uh, and Bexley Wanderers, it's been a tough old season for them, but three wins on the board uh, and a draw. Uh, it's been a tough year for Bexley Wanderers. After such a good year last year, um, they've really struggled in Division 3. They did. They didn't hit the heights that they, they have before. Um, when they was challenging, uh, some real good players there. Again, I just think player reliability and consistency um, is uh, has let them down badly this season. Maybe they need to drop a few divisions, reset, and uh, build their way up again. Bexley Heath, like you said, not sure what's going to happen with them. Fleet Down finished the season very strong, though. I think they suffered with injuries a lot throughout the season, which was unlucky for them because it would have been interesting to see how they would have um, fared with a, a full-strength squad. Tudor, I think the, the fixture pile-up really took its toll on them because um, they was doing really well. They was in a fair few cups and then they started to pick up some injuries just because of too many games. And I think that's predominantly um, where their season tailed off. Yeah, they only but, let one of those, they only let one game game go in that end uh, run, which was a game against South East Athletic Maroon. So they've actually done a really, really good job to get their fixtures done. Uh, that, that that takes a lot of credit to the Sports Rangers. They have been a credit to um, Westford this season, uh, a welcomed addition. Uh, and yeah. they'll look to go again next season. Hopefully. Springer was up there. Um, they they tailed off, did they? Yeah. Maroon, we expected better from because they was very good defensively. I think um, maybe just a bit didn't uh, reach the heights the second half of the season. And as I say, the top four I mentioned already. So another great division, to be fair. That's been a good one. Uh, into the Pat Tansley Division 4. Uh, and this was um, lots to talk about in this in this division, but really, uh, Dance and Albion have, have won it at a canter. Really, a couple of 
um, potent, a potential uh, slip up for them didn't really happen throughout the season. They were consistency uh, throughout the season. Danson Albin winning the Pat Tansy Division 4, but on 40 points from 16 games, two losses and a draw that I saw them recently against Highfield, and they were an excellent team. Older heads, um, a real good footballing team, a strong spine of of uh, goalkeepers, centre-halves, two good midfielders uh, and willing runners up front. A really, really uh, a solid team and I can see why they won the division. Uh, 40 points, five points, they won the league over AFC Bexley. Um, who will be wondering what happened to them? They they were looking uh, more than contenders uh, for that title. Um, but since uh, their, their gaffer or the chairman, Dan, left, Gibbs, it seemed to go a bit wrong for AFC Bexley. Yeah, it did. Um, they started off with so much promise at the start of the season, scoring some good goals and some great wins. But you know what? I think Danson actually just took a hold of the league, didn't they? Um, from the start, the results they was having, they'd done well in county cups as well. And they just had that consistency of form all season. And every time you thought, well, they might slip up, they might slip up. They, they never did. And uh, Charlie Edwards getting 21 goals in 18 games. Obviously a massive contribution to them. And I think Bex, Bexley, AFC Bexley will see it as a season. A season may be lost, really, because they started off so well. Um, and then I think they, they let themselves down with games that they probably should have won because they had a real good win against South Ballers um, on a Wednesday night or a Thursday night down at Sporting Club Thamesmead, which is a real good game. And then... Uh, they just, they just they just fell away. They just seemed to fall away and couldn't get a consistent run of form. Um, South Ball is a massive season for them from where they came from. Cup final. I know they, they didn't get the result they wanted, but from when we was calling them South Average Joes to finishing third in the cup final, I think if you'd have offered that them at the start of the season, they probably would have beat your hand off. And um, Brownie has got a lot of consistency out of them. They've only lost four out of 16. Um, playing some decent football as well. Uh, not afraid to um, to to play the top teams now and um, and think that they could come away with the result. So it's a it was a good season for them. Beacons again, massive season from from when we said the light was dim. They've they've won sixteen nine of sixteen. Yeah, if we're so, gonna praise, if we're gonna say praise South Ballers, which we, which we should. Yeah, you got to give praise. Beacons a shout as well. Both teams massively improved this season in in Division Four. Hundred percent. Um, that's a massive season for Beacons. They they reset, didn't they? They I think they held trials, and they they got a whole new team in, and they deserve a lot of credit. Highfield Cup finalists. Ronnie Ronnie goes every season, and um, uh, a, a massive season for them, bringing in their first bit of silverware. So they're they're on the up as well. Um, I think Hacienda uh, folded. Uh, TTAC not about Pekaraye probably not about. Um, see then Ch- Chamira as well that. They are, they obviously um, probably not the season they would have wanted, but they're they're all tough games in that in that division. I don't see anyone that has kind of run away with that. I know dancing on forty points and then thirty five and thirty. So it's a bit spaced out at the top. Five there, five but... points, eight five point winning it by Ainus Steel. I mean, it was very much a top four. You look at that twelve points behind between fifth and fourth. Um, but that was a that was a that was a free horse race that season uh, until the very end. Uh, South Ball is just falling off a bit. But um, yeah, another good division. Again, the criticism just baffles me. Um, Wait, but you, you and me both. Into Division yeah. 5. The Vulture Sports Division 5. And this one pretty much was close again. Uh, Sid Cup led all the way. 
uh, and they were looking at Newcross Rovers reserves and Rose and Crown catching up their games to see what happened. But Sid Cup win, Vulture Sports Division 5. Consistency, absolute key uh, for Sid Cup this season. Uh, and they did uh, an excellent job to win the league. Well done, chaps. They finished first. Newcross Rovers reserves in second, four points behind a cup final as well. Don't forget uh, for Newcross Rovers reserves this season. Um, Rose and Crown with their return to West for finishing third place. 37 uh, from 18. Newcross Rovers, the biggest scorers uh, in the Vulture Sports Division 5 with a plus 42 goal difference. Uh, but uh, economic uh, in economic way uh, of winning the league of Sid Cup, they scored 15 less or they had 15 less on their goal difference, but still got the job done. Uh, Foresters with their another good season, 36 points from 18 games. EWD with cup wins uh, and fifth place finishes in Division 5. That's a good uh, year for EWD. Well done, chaps. Really brought uh, some life and some great colour and uh, and all that good stuff to cup finals this year. Uh, and we hope to see the EWD boys do more of the same uh, for 23-24 uh, season. Uh, Spring Hill Blues ended up with a mid-table finish. Um, Omar and the lads underachieving, I would say, from probably their early season uh, expectations. But when you look at that top five above them, Gibbs, it was a big ask to ask uh, Spring Hill Blues as a promoted team last season to go in a mix with EWD, Foresters, etc. Because that's some that's some talent above them. Yeah, I mean Omar, he won't be happy with that. Um, he'll want to he'll want to push on and um, progress and get some consistency in their yeah. form. They went for a real bad patch, didn't they? And uh, Omar was on the chopping list for a long time of the Omar out <laughs> um, on the pole. Um, so he won't he won't be happy with that. He'll want to he'll want to push up. EWD great first season. I finishing fifth, uh, cup final. Uh, obviously great win, and they had a real good real good turnout at the cup final as well. Um, commiserations to New Cross. Obviously they lost two cup finals. Um, Rose and Crown obviously beating Royal Oak, which was real good, and a third finish. So a lot of promise for them, and a, and a great a great season. Foresters progressing nicely and, and keep pushing up. C-Cup led all the way and um, a real good young side uh, this season of uh, progress leaps and bounds. And they've won 14 of their 18 games. Um, so massive win for them. Hartford, uh, first season, not probably didn't turn out as well as they, they would have wanted, but they gave it a go. Uh, they won they won three of their 18. Um, uh, Bexley Knights, probably again, their second season. Probably not the way they would have hoped it would it, it would have gone. But again, they they stick around that air every week and, and you got to build on them, in you? Have to. And, uh, and go again next season. And Intercross, obviously, not with us anymore. <coughs> um, British Hot Shots. Yeah, I think they, they won the... They beat Newcross, didn't they, in the final? So a lot of teams that haven't won divisions or even finished runners-up have had real good seasons and have got massive platforms to, to build on again next season and 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 say that they've, yeah, they've had a good season. Agreed. Uh, below Spring Hill Blues, seventh place, Greenwich Hot Shots with 17 from 18. Intercross left the league a little bit early, but 13 points uh, from 18 was their total. Uh, they finished third from bottom. Bexley Knights in ninth with 12 from 18. And Hartford Athletic Blues uh, finishing their season with 12 points from 18. Another good division. Four points, the total um, a win by division on, in Division 5. Another competitive division. Another competitive division. <laughs> 
in the South Grassroots Podcast Network Division Six, the best division the in Westford. Season 22, 23, the best division. <laughs> You've been working on that, haven't you? <laughs> Very good division. Uh, 11 team division, uh, top of the pile, Whirl Oak. They win after 20 games, they get 49 points. Three losses and one draw. They didn't walk away with it. They were made to work with it, made to work for it. Uh, very good goal difference, however. 50, uh, 49 is their goal difference. Uh, Greenwich Battle Cruisers exceeded all expectations. I think, um, along with Royal Oak, the most improved team in the division based on last season's finishes. Josh and the boys, two points off the pace, just two points. That's a draw instead of a win for the Battle Cruisers. Uh, they would have they would have been on the coattails of Royal Oak, uh, whose goal difference was far superior. But Battle Cruisers, I want to say the most improved team in Division Six from last season, Gibbs. Yeah, I mean, I would go, I would go with that as well. It's uh, it's been a massive season for for Josh and and Tyler down there to from where they were last season. And it, once you look at that division, it's, it's it's two points. It was literally their record is identical. It's it's one game that they've drawn. I know they were they were lost on goal difference, but the progression for the cruisers this season um, as a team and um, and what they've done, they can be pro- like winning fifteen or twenty games. The way they was last season, you'd you would have never thought you would have never thought that they could do that this season. So they deserve um, mass- massive credit. I mean, uh, Jay, their strikers like thirty three goals in twenty one games. Yeah, uh, Jack fifteen and twenty. They they've uh, thirteen and twenty three for. Um, a Cordy, I, I might have pronounced his name wrong, so I do apologise. But they've they've had some serious goal for it this season, and um, I think you can tell. And again, I think they got to a semi final as well that they lost to against Rose and Crown. So they've they've took Royal Oak all the way, and they probably are the two standout teams in that division. But um, Royal they were, Oak, they were a victim of the best Sunday League goal ever scored this season as well, weren't they? Yeah, they went viral on that one. And uh, <laughs> Royal Oak, though, just a class above this season, 16 out of 20, um, 49 goal difference. It just shows you that uh, they they did deserve and they did enough to win the league. And that Royal Oak, good side, was some, was some seriously good players. And I expect to see them pushing on as well next season. Um and you'll see you'll you will see them challenging in whatever league they go to. If they go to five or four, you will see them challenging. Agreed. Greenwich Challenge Vets with a good season. Scorers of the best goal in Sunday League football this season. Uh 40 points from 20 games for the Challenge Vets. A third place finish is massive for them. Uh, they are a genuine uh vets team. So well done to all the lads there. All right, good guests on the podcast in, in recent years as well. Uh fourth place, Bexley Village Vets. They finish with 35 from 20. Tamara Reserves with a cup final and a fifth place finish as a reserve team is decent. 32 points from 20 games. Elton Palace finished mid-table. A good finish for the boys after a real wobble of a start. Uh, 28 from 20 for them. Uh, FC Cabras in seventh place. 27 points was their end total. Uh, Bosco finished in eighth with 25. Uh, Lesser FXI. Um, finish on 18 points from 20 and have the uh, unenviable title of the team that were beaten um, by JJ. <laughs> uh, someone else says that as well. AFC Sporting Greenwich was seen off by JJ as well, but they finished in uh, 10th place 
two points above the JJ boys in the end, who do finish bottom. Uh, but two wins and two draws for JJ. For me, Gibbs, that represents progress. And we've got to celebrate it. JJ United, the strongest team in Westford. They're holding everyone else up at the moment. 100%. And uh, for teams like uh, such as JJ that, you know what, turned up every season, uh, every sorry, every week, um, conceded a lot of goals. Sometimes people even, you know, having a dig at them. And they turn up every week. And you know what, they got what they deserved. And in the end, they got, they got those wins. And uh, for them as a club, you got to say congratulations. And that's massive. Um, um, they they deserve that. Uh, Sporting Greenwich might be the best season for them, considering where they was last year. Um, Lesser never can find that consistent run of form, can they? No. Bosco beat the top two. Crazy enough, out their eight wins, they beat the top two, putting four past both of them. So it just shows you that a lot of these divisions very well competitive. Chimera, Lawrence, I lost the cup final. Uh, Bexley Village Vets, tough team, and same as Greenwich Challenge Vets. But they're they're no slouches, and they they they've pushed the top two as well. So another competitive division. Agreed. Well done to all the teams in their divisions this season. Now we wait with bated breath for that um the unveiling of that constitution over the summer. That's very exciting uh, to see what happens. See all the new teams that are coming in, but then to see. Uh, where Jace or the constitution writers, I'm guessing everyone has a say in the committee where they've moved people. And that's always exciting. Let's have a look first at the cup winners before we run through the top 10 goal scorers in all of Westfar. As President's Cup was won by Red Velvet. Congratulations, Spencer. Um, two successful years on the bounce uh, for Spencer and the lads. And Wynn Jones Memorial was won by uh, Elton Rovers. Sports King Cup was won by Barrage Blues. Len Wareham was won by... Bexley Hawks, a good season for Bexley Hawks again. Well done, lads. And the Alliance Cup was won by Avery Hill Athletic. Big um, progress for the management trio down at Avery Hill. In the Chris, uh, the Clinton Elliott uh, Cup was won by uh, Highfield. Well done, Ronnie. Uh, the Leader Trophy was won by EWD Eagles. Mike Strong Memorial Cup, the Selk sponsored cup, was won by Royal Oak. The Burt Holloway Trophy was won. By Peck and Mike. Do it one more time for us, Gibbs. What? Do what? Hey, Bert. Hey, Bert. Fred Jolly was won by Old Fortronians, and that's a real um, treasured medal for me, that, that cup final medal. Thank you again for Westford for that one. Uh, Westford Shield was won by uh, Rosen Crown. The Plumstead uh, Challenge Cup was won. Uh, by an outside team for the first time in a long time. SE Dons lifting. Um, the, what a cup the final, that one, by the way. Both teams played their part in a real good cup final. And the Fair Play. Um, the Fair Play Cup was won by Greenwich Hot Shots. Uh, the one sort of positive for their season, they didn't end their league campaign particularly well um, at all. Let's have a look at all of the goal scorers. Uh, this is based on overall goals as as shown on full-time at the time of recording. Top goal scorer in the whole of Westford was Ryan Hilton with 39 goals in 30 games for him. Well done, Ryan. Top of the pile. In the best division, you won the best cup. What a season for Ryan Hilton. Uh, Jaheim Ford for uh, Greenwich Battlecruisers scored 33 in 21. Unbelievable stats for him. Uh, goals per game better than Ryan on that one. Any Penev 
from Royal Oak has 33 in 27. Uh, Royal Oak, no wonder they won the league. Uh, Luke Coleman doing what Luke Coleman does. 32 goals in 25 games for him. Uh, Ryan for Barnhurst. Ryan Singh for Inter Belvedere uh, had 31 in 24. Um, Josh Thind, uh, EWD Eagle striker, 30 in 22. He's a proper player, by the way. Uh, if there's a West, if there's ever a Westfer uh, rep team, uh, Josh would be a player I would be getting in straight away, regardless of the division he plays in. Theo Towell for New Cross Rovers Reserves scored 29 in 23. Uh, Simon Avawi for JJ United, ending the eighth top scorer from JJ uh, with 28 in 24. Uh, Simon doing his best to help the JJ cause. I'm not sure he can do much more than 28 in 24 <laughs> goals, Gibbs. Fucking hell. Definitely not, mate, to be fair. That's an outstanding season. Really good. Well done, Simon. Uh, Liam Williams for Inter Belvedere, scoring 27 goals in 29 games. Two Inter Belvedere players in the top 10. Uh, is no bad, not bad, no bad thing at all. And Narcis Zaharia for uh, uh for Highfield Rovers with twenty seven in twenty. Some some numbers there. The highest placed Prem player uh, was in eleventh place. Richard Akinladi for Jam scoring twenty six in twenty three. Um, unreal numbers there. But yeah, um, Ryan Hilton thirty nine goals in a season. You cannot begrudge the lad. Um. A shout out on that one. Right. Now the time gives where we're going to upset um, a few people because the team of the season um, award as sponsored by um, awards FC, um, that sacred plaque that will be sent out to everyone uh, in a month or so's time. Uh, just to tell you the format of what's going to happen, it will be a Twitter poll. So it's going to be a semi-final and a final. The first four teams will go into um, one poll and then the two the top two teams from that poll will go into a final so it's going to be two weekly polls they'll all go out uh, tomorrow morning on Saturday um, at the time of recording it's seven days from then for the semi-final another seven days the top two teams will go through and then the winner of the team of the season uh, will receive the awards FC sponsored personalised plaque with the league and your team's badge on it uh, and season 22-23 winners, the coveted plaque Gibbs. Um, I think we came to the same conclusion um, for three teams. Other leagues, we've, we've done the same, but then there was discussion um, for the fourth team, uh, a bit of humbleness from yourself uh, and uh, plenty of candidates for team of the year. But Gibbs, let's go with the first team. The, the easy one this season to put in was Royal Oak, wasn't it? Yeah, cup double. Um, obviously, lost their other cup final as well. Showed uh, great um, drive from where they were last season and great strides. Um, come on leaps and bounds. I don't think you can begrudge um, begrudge them. Absolutely not. Uh, a league and cup double for me will guarantee the team um, a nomination into team of the season, uh, and that's why I felt uh, Peckham right. Had to go in. This is one that we differed on. Uh, but if you're going to put Royal Oak in there as League and Cup double winners, Gibbs, you got to put Peckham Ryan in there. That's only fair, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't obviously use the the pod to to put my own team in there. Um, and by the way, I didn't nominate myself. No, he didn't. He didn't. I, gave, I actually put another team in there, and Wheat Dog actually said, "Blah blah." 
we should change that. So that wasn't one of my recommendations. The other three are me, but this this one wasn't. <laughs> no, um, but just because you're on the podcast, that doesn't mean that your team shouldn't get a shout out. It's not you, it's your players that deserve a shout out. They, they, you know, they've done the work on the pitch. You do all the hard work behind the scenes. But if, for the, if we're going to use criteria of, of excellence and league and cup doubles for Royal Oak more than deservedly, then for me, and I, people can ring in or ring in or moan or text me, text me or whatever, or DM me and moan. But um, if Royal Oak are in and Peckham are in, so that's the first two teams. Um, we did agree on this third team. Uh, Jam are nominated for uh, team of the season. Uh, for us, third, fourth, fifth favourites, maybe going into the season, despite me backing them. Uh, Gibbs, we've got to look through our predictions as well after this for our end of season predictions. Um, but Jam, not favourites to win uh, the Prem Division. Lots of teams will say, well, they've got experience, they've got good players. But you look at the bounce and the bubble that the likes of Metrogas were coming into. You look at the players that... Uh, Red Velvet had, and they've obviously won the President's Cup as well. Uh, you look at the players that even Balden had when they fancied it. They're, they're one of the toughest teams to play amongst other teams in that Prem Division who went deep into County Cups and probably some teams that are uh, one team that definitely deserved to be um, in the team of the season poll, but, uh, but have chosen not to be uh, included in the podcast, which we will honour. Um Jam has to be in there because they've achieved so much by winning the Prem Division. Yeah, 100%. Um, obviously, like you said, probably wasn't fancy at the start of the season, but a lot of hard work and dedication and uh, Jam deserved their nomination. Absolutely. Um, last but not least, stepping up from a division is not an easy, up a higher division is not an easy thing to do. Ask the likes of Mildeen. Ask the likes of Baldwin Sports A. Uh, who have been that team uh, lately. Um, Red Velvet did it this season. They jumped from, they went from uh, Division 1 to the Prem this season. Um, but none of those teams won divisions by stepping up. Uh, Inter Belvedere are the last um, of, of our fourth teams to be nominated for team of the season. Um, going deep into cups, um, acquitting themselves brilliantly, uh, only losing one game in an ultra-competitive um, senior division Gibbs winning their last two games in the in the season against an unbeaten Crayford Arrows team. Um, I think it'd be wrong of us to leave them out of this this um, of this end of season uh, poll. Yeah, a million percent. It's been a superb season for the Belvedere, and uh, they deserve all the all the praise uh, that they get. To be honest, they had a real couple of hard semi-finals. They they was unlucky in their final great game against them. Uh, Elton Rovers, Elton Rovers like, yeah, an inspired like, keeper, getting, wasn't it? Yeah, keeper getting injured as well. Um, so for them to win it on the last day of the season, it's um, it's a, uh, it's a, they they definitely deserve their shout out. To be fair, they've been very consistent in what they do. They've been a tough game for everyone. I mean, they even beat Jam as well in one of the cups, didn't they? So That's right. it's a, a massive season for the Belvedere. They deserve it. Absolutely. So that's the final four, Jam. Inter Belvedere, Royal Oak and Peckham Wire will make up the four. I know there'll be people disappointed. I know that people won the cup and finished runners-up in their league. 
but that's the criteria that we've stuck to uh, and we're sticking with our reasons. Um, as I say, Gibbs didn't want Peckhamire to be involved, but I think for consistency of the picks, uh, if you put in Royal Oaken, you've got to put Peckhamire in and hopefully people uh, will back me uh, on that decision. Our picks for league winners this season. Uh, well, let's just say Gibbs got one, two, three, four right. Gibbs picking Inter Belvedere, Peckham Rye, New Park and Royal Oak correctly. Well done, Gibbs. How many did you get? I got uh, Jam correct, Peckham Rye correct, Sid Cup correct and Royal Oak correct. Neither of us getting, neither of us getting Dance and Albion. Um, you, you went with Peckham Rye, I went with Bexley. Uh, neither of us get in Division 1. You went for Abbeymead, I went for Barnhurst. Uh, so we struggled on Division 1 and Division 4, but otherwise, between the two of us, we picked a winner. That's not too bad. Four out of four out of eight. I'll take that. Not bad at all. Gibbs, that is the end of the season. Um, all that it, I'm left to say is thank you again for being such a class act on and off mic. Uh, thank you for always being there for a chat or to ask, answer questions or to talk about stuff. And um, you're an, you're an absolute uh, legend. And I'm, I'm, you, you cover Westfar. Um, you contribute for Westfar. You do. You're a perfect person for the league. You do such a good job. Um, you deserve a break now because I know you've been busy uh, doing all sorts of league things. But I hope that we'll be back next season uh, doing the same thing. What we do, bringing everyone and all the West for teams and all the West for listeners uh, the best possible content that we can. Uh, mate, we definitely will be back and I appreciate the kind words. Thank you. Um, and mate, thank you for yourself as well because there's not many platforms that provide an outlet for grassroots that cover every league in grassroots. We get a lot of people covering the top divisions or the, the should we say, the so-called popular teams or top teams around, but not everyone covers every division and gives everyone their... Um, their time in the limelight. So fair play to you and full credit goes to you as well. Cause I know a lot of people actually respect that. Um, and that's why they enjoy listening to the silk podcast. So um, well done to you, mate, another season, another successful season. So keep up the good work. Thank you, man. It's never me. It's, it's always us. We all do it. Me, you, Jamie, Roger, Graham, we all cover it. We all give our time every week and all the people on all around the leagues and the Saturday manager and, and even um, to on the, the amateur footballer. Um, our Saturday manager as well. Um, we cover so much of grassroots football and that is the ethos uh, for the many, not the few. Um, we do. We all cover and we all give up time, but it's you that provides the platform. And we only, I only do the West for stuff and Jamie only does the Woolpitten and Roger only does Croydon, but you're involved in it all. So you give up a lot more time. So fair play to you for that as well. Well, I think grassroots football is the best and that's the best way to end this season thank you everybody uh, we'll see you at the end of August next year uh, not next year end of August <laughs> this year not that big a break end of August this year uh, where we'll start all the reviews of the constitution uh, and looking at season 23-24 Gibbs all the best mate and I'll see you next season cheers mate dog have a good break mate take care so that is it the end of another show. Thank you to Jamie, Graham, Gibbs and Roger for their help this week. Looking at the Southern Sunday, the OBD SFL, Westfer and the Quarter Municipal. Thank you to our sponsors, the Down to Play app, MatchArc, 
Magpie Recruitment, Borden Sports Youth, Grassroots Football GRF, Skipper Sportswear, Adrenaline Rush Laser Tag, at NJPGD, and Awards FC. Thank you for listening to the show, and I'll see you next week. Searching for players? Searching for clubs? Find players and clubs near you right now on MatchHark. Playing football could never be easier. Download MatchHark on Google Play or visit our website at matchhark.com. Truly a great match. MatchHark. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.